the 22nd episode of the NASDAQ Index, Basketball Cards on a Budget, uh, where we talk about uh, basketball cards and try to see if we can figure out a way to make a little money from it while also enjoying the hobby and collecting. I'm here with my friend Camden. Oh, and my name's Nathaniel. Hey, my friend Nathaniel. <laughs> yeah, that was that's great. my name. That was great that you knew that it was the 22nd episode. I know, I gotta keep people on their toes. We recently had February 2nd, 2022, so it's a, a 22 kind of a month. Yeah, 2-2-22 and 2-22-22 are both in this month. That's true. And in uh, 12 years, we're gonna get to experience, uh, wait, let me think about this, one, two, three, four. How cool will that be? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm waiting for that. Never really thought about that, but yeah. <laughs> These are the important things to think about. <laughs> What's up with you, Cameron? You doing all right? Yeah, I'm doing great. Just uh, excited to talk some basketball cards, and it's like we're going to be talking a lot of Zion Williamson today. Our favorite player. <laughs> well, I think I'm a bigger fan than you are. But first, let's talk about trades, Camden. There's been some trades starting. Yeah. I'm not sure what I think about the Norman Powell and... Uh, Robert Covington trade from the Blazers to the Clippers. Yeah, you're kind of a Blazers fan. It sort of feels like they're uh, dumping salary. How do you feel about that? Well, it's definitely uh, a salary dump. You know, of course, Keon Johnson has some upside, but it's pretty raw. I guess he's got the most, the highest uh, vertical jump of anybody ever in the NBA combine. Really? Uh, four, yeah, 48 inches. Wow, that's insane. It is. but huh. it, I don't know anything about him. Has he been playing? Uh, I don't think he's been playing very much i don't know that much about him either but i i do think that uh he's pretty raw and it's it's a little bit of a gamble and um you know on a young player with freakish athletic ability but is very raw and also a salary dump because they don't want to be over the um you know paying the luxury tax on this team yeah because they're just not very good so it's not worth it I also I didn't realize this, but if you don't pay the luxury tax, you get your you get one twentieth or whatever of the luxury tax that is paid from the other teams. So like with some of the record setting luxury taxes that the Nets and the Lakers have, like that's actually a lot of money coming your way. Yeah, this is definitely a financial move. It probably looks bad in the short run, you know, like they lost the trade at this point, but you know, given that it's a financial move, uh, they probably don't care. And kind of interesting for the Clippers, because we don't think Kawhi or Paul George are probably coming back this year. But in a way, Steve Ballmer is, what, one of the top five richest people in the world. So he gets Norman Powell next year on a team that should be really good. I, I guess I can see it. Yeah. And then Covington, at one point, was a very effective NBA player. He doesn't get a lot of hobby love, necessarily, but he's sure a for many years was a great uh, fantasy basketball player. He'd be one of those yeah. guys that went way higher than you thought because he's just not a star, but he would contribute in a lot of categories uh, for people who play in nine cat fantasy yeah. leagues. I think he's a free agent next year. So I guess I'm not sure what their plans are there, but I guess they probably have the upper hand on re-signing him with that. Yeah. And, and then the other Powell, major, so. the other major trade is Levert to the Cavs. I'm not a big Levert fan, but I also think he's young, and they didn't give up any present-day players, so I can see it. But I, I'm worried that he'll kind of mess up the ball movement there because I do 
find him not to be a very enjoyable player to watch in terms of kind of being a, a bit of a ball hog from my perspective. All right, so they traded uh, Lavert basically for Rubio and then three picks, right? One of them was a first-round protected pick and then two seconds. Yeah, and one of those seconds I think is from, like, I forget, Detroit or Houston. So it's it's basically a, a late, late first-round first draft pick in a way. Yeah. As is, I think, the one, by the way, on the Blazers, I think they got uh, a good second-round pick with uh, – with Keon Johnson. Okay. But um, anyway, yeah, some picks. Oh, Eric Bledsoe, too, was in that trade, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that'll, help, that'll help their tanking effort. So, uh, <laughs> seriously, he's, he's now just bad. It's kind of sad. And then probably the most interesting talk has been the on and off discussion of Simmons for Harden that, you know, a couple days ago it seemed like maybe that was actually – coming toward happening and now they're sort of saying it's not going to happen so i don't know what to expect is it 2021 again or 2020 even yeah seriously it makes so much sense though really like for all sides yeah i mean ben simmons saga continues yeah i think maybe that'll just be our whole career as podcasters we'll just be able to talk about ben simmons being in trade rumors it's evergreen content so that's all that's a good to have that we love it, and I love things from Australia, so I, I support this. Can't say I love James Harden, but that's all right. Uh, I Quickly, I looked back at our all-star picks, and we did okay. Maybe not amazing, but we got 9 out of 12 each on the East, and I got a lot, 11 out of 12 on the West. I felt pretty good about that, and I think the 12th one doesn't even count because you know who that is, um, and you got 9 out of 12 on the West, so we did pretty well. Yeah. Who was your one that you missed on that? I'm trying to remember. The non-all-star Andrew Wiggins. Oh, okay. You know, you, he's an all-star starter, man. <laughs> he is by definition. He is. <laughs> he is not in any other way. <laughs> and just because I was interested in the last episode, we were talking about rookie pricing, and we were just wildly guessing what it was. So I looked it up for their hoop space cards, and it's kind of interesting. The Cade Cunningham, just regular base hoops is going for six to ten dollars Jalen Green's going pretty consistently for five Mobley's going for five to eight so definitely cheaper than Cade which I found interesting Barnes is like three to six so somewhere he's in the Jalen Green to Mobley range and then Suggs is super cheap at one to two and Giddy's two to six but anyway what stuck out stuck out to me there was that Mobley is basically the same price as Jalen Green and Scotty Barnes and uh usually cheaper than Cade so I my instinct that maybe he would come in a little cheaper than he should be, I think, was correct from what I'm seeing on hoops, at least. Yeah, I, I do think that he is likely to be the best player from this class. You know, he could be an all-time great. So maybe he's the guy to jump in now, especially since his cards are not necessarily even as hot as Cade Cunningham's. Yeah, I just think I don't know what we can jump in on because these hoops cards in a couple months are going to be 2 to $3. So. Yeah, unless we were able to like sell them immediately. I, I don't think these are the cards to buy, but something down the line. Yeah, well, I think often it pays to wait just a little bit. You know, after a product comes out, and they're real hot for a little while, and then often they'll drop a little bit a couple months down the road. So For sure, especially these very first cards where this is the only card that you can buy of this player in a pro uniform. So people are just like, well, I want the card. and then, But it's not worth that. It's, it's hoops. <laughs> right so do you want to talk about what our main uh, feature of this episode is going to be yeah i don't really think that i've 
heard any other podcast kind of do this. A lot of other podcasts will do. Uh, they'll just kind of use Silver Prism as a reference for how a player's market is doing. Uh, but what we're going to do is a deep dive into all the different rookie cards you can get of Zion Williamson. Uh, lots of different brands. Of course, you can't see them because it's, it's a podcast, but we do encourage you to kind of go look them up and, and look at them as well. Um, but I think it'll be interesting for people to just kind of hear about all the different brands that you could possibly get of a Zion Williamson rookie card. Yeah, and to some extent, we'll talk about the prices of these brands. But in general, this is more just a discussion of the aesthetics of the card, and then we can kind of go from there to like, okay, so we thought this card looked really cool, but it's too expensive for us. We thought this card looked really cool, and it's not that expensive, so maybe it's a good buy. That kind of idea. So really, this is mostly just about how do we like the product and its appearance. And the reason we picked Zion, we wanted someone from a recent year, but not 2020, because you know this year's been kind of strange with COVID, so they didn't make all the products that they have made in previous years. So we just thought Zion would be a a good example to look at and compare products. And he's on our list. I didn't cut him. <laughs> he, yeah, as you shouldn't. He's he's my big player. All right, so we're going to start. We're just going to do this thing alphabetically. We're not sure whether this will be one episode or two. You'll find out as this goes along, but we're going to start with A, an absolute memorabilia. So let's look at this base rookie card for Zion and absolute. We're going to be pulling up eBay li- uh, links and just kind of describing it. You want to describe this card? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Absolute, really. It's got a blue background, says New Orleans Pelicans, kind of in the in the corner, and has says Absolute and cursive, like in a gold. Nobody writes in cursive anymore anyway, unless, you know. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's He's got a nice photo, though. He's going up for a dunk, so I kind of yeah, like that. Yeah, I was going to say, compared to, like, the awkward optic card and stuff, it's a better photo for sure, but the card's kind of basic looking. These cards come in like a pack, I mean the box of Absolute is like 10 cards, so this is actually probably a pretty rare card, but I don't think people really care about Absolute, so in terms of scarcity, I think it's pretty good for the price, but it's not visually very interesting, I'll agree with you for sure. There's a lot of like memorabilia and autograph inserts in Absolute, that's really where people go for, but if you're just looking for a straight up rookie card, uh, this is kind of a boring one. Yeah, it's a step up from Panini Instant, but... Uh, that's not saying too much, I guess. I mean, it looks just as good as Prism, but uh, that's that's not saying anything that's at your, all. That's your opinion. That is my opinion. <laughs> all right, so we're not too enamored of Absolute. Let's look at Panini Black. This is a newer set that I think is often just sold online, is my memory of this. What do, what do you think of this card, Camden? I like this card a lot. Black is a really cool set, and it's got a kind of almost a spacey-looking logo for black you know just the font that they chose uh, this has got a little bit of a hologram look to it you know you can see zion on one side and then shooting a ball on the other side they, so they really have two pictures of him once yeah. in black and white yeah um, yeah I, this is a really nice card i like this this black and it's also numbered at 149 yeah that's pretty cool it's also a that's- lot of money it's very rare. Like when I was looking for this base rookie card, this I think was the only example I could find. So they're they're not out there very much. I could see it being the kind of card that's not famous, so it might be a pretty good price actually for a card number to one forty nine. I mean this one isn't, but this is just the only one I could find. So this is Six, not a reasonable price. Six hundred and thirty five dollars. Yeah. It's yeah. not 
but I don't think this is a real price. It's not a, I don't know, you said hologram, but it's not that. It's like a foil kind of look to it. Um, kind of reminds me a little bit of going back to the 90s, a flare showcase kind of vibe, because it's got like the picture of him and then like the picture in the background, kind of like a senior photo or something. Um, but yeah, I think it's a cool card. I don't think it's an amazing card, but I think it's pretty cool. And I like the serial numbered thing. So I would be interested in circling back to black at some point when we're thinking of specific players. Yeah. They would have to be from the last couple of years though, because this is a new, newer brand. I think it's maybe like a 12 card sort of box, but okay. uh, don't rip wax very much. But I know it's something that I'm fairly sure they just sell online. Like it's not even a normal hobby thing. It's an online exclusive from Panini. Okay, we'll have to look into so it's, that. So it's niche for sure. Yeah. All right, let's go to Certified, which is a brand that's been around for a long time, sometimes called Totally Certified, sometimes called Certified now. Um, I actually kind of like this card. It's got a foil look, kind of like the other one. Sort of a prism -y sort of look with the lots of swooping things and a border. Kind of got a shininess to it. Sort of an awkward photo, as with the optic. He's like, I don't know, is he about to shoot a free throw? What's he doing there? Yeah, he's just kind of standing there. His knees are bent a little more than you'd think from a free throw, though. So <laughs> I know. it's kind of. <laughs> I don't know like, what he's doing. But anyway, yeah, yeah it's a cool-looking card. I like it. Yeah, uh, the logo almost has wings on it at the bottom of it. It almost looks like that. And then, yeah, um, yeah, it got a little bit of a rainbow background. Yeah, it's another foil finished card, I think, rather than chromium. I know from experience that these cards don't go for a lot, but there also aren't a ton of them graded. So I could see if we we found the right copy of a player, you know, we could sell someone on the low pop sort of thing and. Um, do well with certified it's a brand that people know it's not a brand anyone gets excited about but i think this card particularly looks pretty good yeah it is a weird picture though what i'm not sure what what zion's doing but rookie poses are often weird like i i don't really know i think this is a weakness of panini i think tops and upper deck were we're better at photography i don't really know why but i'm gonna say that's a critique of panini but i could see i i think i like the look of black a little bit more than certified but both better than absolute yeah i think uh black would is my favorite so far okay oh ooh, i'm having a leg cramp <laughs> goodness Ouch. <laughs> oh man what happened to you <laughs> i'm getting old <laughs> oh man wow okay all right all right i think you should leave this in this is real life <laughs> this is aging this is oh, uh this is rea reality podcast, folks. Oh, man, I need some potassium. Goodness. All right. Uh, <laughs> better now. All right. All right. We've, so, next, we've got Chronicles, but there's like a million of them. So we're going to skip it. Skip I, it. So we're I going alphabetically know. here. Yeah, and I didn't yeah. know how to even. I was not willing to look through all the Chronicles. So yeah. uh, let's do Clearly Donruss. This, this one's cool. sold I, in the meantime since I posted it. Let's see. Yeah, I can see it, though. I, I like Clearly Donruss. Kind of have an, has an acetate plastic, you know, clear plastic. It looks a lot like Donruss, just regular Donruss, except that it's basically on clear plastic. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm a fan of this brand. I don't think it doesn't seem like the hobby talks about it very much, but I think acetate cards are cool. These are less of these are made than regular Donruss or regular Optic or any of the, you know, Prism, obviously, which there's way too many of them. But, it says uh, rated rookie in the corner, like a yeah, Donruss would or an optic. But the photograph is different than optic for sure. It's not the weird he's hugging the ball thing. <laughs> 
and yeah, I like these cards. I think they're pretty condition sensitive, um, but I could see getting like a parallel. I know they've got like gold and purple and stuff, and then some numbered ones as well. I could see clearly Donner. So again, just for the last couple of years, I think this was the first year they made it for 2019, but I like these cards for sure. I would probably put this right there with black and probably a much cheaper option for us. Yeah, clearly Donruss is really good for people who are interested in our tagline, basketball cards on a budget. I think it's a nice brand. I'm with you. Yeah. All right. So next we're going to go to contenders, but for rookies that just means that's always an autograph. So this is going to be, for someone like Zion, we're not going to be able to do it. For someone like DeAndre Hunter or something, we might, I guess he's not on our list, but there are players where we could buy their contenders an autographed rookie card and there are others where we couldn't mm. it's always an on-card auto usually not numbered unless it's a parallel and i always think it looks really cool actually i'm a i'm a big fan of the contenders rookie autos the rest of contenders is a waste of time and and thus the problem with contenders but the actual rookie auto i think is really cool so how many cards usually come in a contenders box um it's more like a normal you know like a 12 packs or whatever with 10 cards per pack, but all but one of those cards are, are not rookie autos, you know? Right. So, uh, yeah, it's a lot of, from my perspective, a lot of fluff to get the rookie yes. auto. That's kind of the signature thing. And for some reason, contenders autos are more of a big deal in, in football, from my understanding. It's kind of the card for football players. And in basketball, people like them, but the, it's not like that. Yeah, um, and so this is... This one's numbered to 75. I like this card. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I like it, but not for the $10,000 they're asking for it. But this <laughs> yeah, one is numbered. Ridiculous. I think that there's so many, like Contenders has an interesting thing where they all have the same number. So this Zion is number 108, but then there's a million different versions of it. There's the rookie ticket. There's the playoff ticket. There's the finals ticket. There's the premium edition. Anyway, so this one's numbered to 75, but there would be other ones that aren't numbered. I just didn't find that when I was looking for photos. So uh, when they number them, that means 75 of these look exactly like this one. This particular card, there's 75 of in the yeah. world, but there's lots of versions. There's even like photo variations, but they all have that same number 108 on the card. It's an interesting thing with contenders. Yeah. And you'll even see like when you look at the PSA grade or something on the cards, it'll be like Zion Williamson ball at his waist and then Zion Williamson going for a dunk or, you know, because there's different photos. So they, it's interesting. They describe it like that, even though it has the same number on the card. Yeah, and they kind of have some different parallels that you can get to, right? Different colors. Yeah. And yeah. different years, like I know in 2017, they have ones that are faced horizontally and ones that are faced vertically, but again, with the same number. So I, I've never known another card that does that, that has completely different looking cards, but they're all numbered the same in the set. And also the conceit with uh, contenders is that it's supposed to look like a ticket in a way. So yeah. the base cards and the rookie cards sort of look like you're, they have section, this one says section 285, row 67, seat one. I don't know. I think it's kind of a cool idea i like i like contenders so for any of our lower priced players i would think contenders could be a good option because it's got the on-card auto and it's well known in the hobby for years can you talk about the difference in value between a vertical card versus a horizontal card particularly um, with an autograph yeah the main place i mean this is most famously the case with national treasures but what people really want is the vertical rpa so the and 
you know, kind of the traditional card that's going up and down is the one that sells for significantly more with the National Treasures RPA. The other one still has value for sure, but kind of the real high-end hobby buyers, the, the vertical National Treasures RPA is the rookie card for a player. And I think that holds true with contenders too. The uh, vertical one is going to go more than the horizontal. And I don't know if recent years of contenders have the horizontal ones. I just know because I was looking at Donovan Mitchell contenders rookie cards that in 2017, at least there are horizontal ones. Okay, good. Thanks. Thanks for that. Yeah. So I would, uh, for me, again, we wouldn't be able to do this with every card, but for me, Contenders is my favorite of any of these that we've looked at so far. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, the Contenders auto, yeah, it's pretty amazing. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, next up, this one I like even better. Contenders Optic is kind of one of those. So it's Contenders, but with a chromium finish. And they just don't make very many of these cards. They're, they're one of these boxes where you get 10 cards, one of them's an auto. So even like the base cards, there aren't very many of them. And then the autos obviously as well. So shall we look at Zion's base contender's optic and then at his uh, rookie autograph? Yeah. So the base is kind of a shiny version of a ticket. So it looks like a, a chromium finish on a ticket. Same thing with the row and section, blah, blah, blah. This one's only going, it's graded, and it's only going for 60 or best offer. I almost wonder if this should be a card we're interested in. But, yeah, I like it. I think it's cool. Yeah, I like the auto a lot better, but... <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. I know we, in our investment, we bought uh, Darius Garland Contenders Optic red so i also know there are parallel versions that make them look even cooler than that zion we were just looking at i really liked that darius garland red yeah contenders optic yeah yeah it's sweet and yeah this uh, this autograph's amazing like is it numbered i can't tell let's see it doesn't look like it is but I, I bet if we looked up the pop report on this it's very low yeah so these are really high end so this is 2500 right this one that's, that's what, what it, what it sold yeah. for it seems yeah, like. well that's what they the price they had listed, we don't know what right, it is. Right, we'd have to for. look at. One thirty point, point would tell us, but uh, anyway, I I love Contenders Optic. I would, I would now put that at the top of our list of what we've discussed. Yeah, me too. That's an incredible card. Yeah, it's also way out of our price range. Yeah, I would. We'd have to look at our list, but there's not that many players we could do that for, and it also probably has only existed since, I'm gonna say 2018. Maybe was the first year of Contenders Optic. Okay. Ooh, Camden, here comes a big hitter for you. Yeah, Court you Kings. You love the Court Kings. I do. I like Court Kings a lot. Do you want to talk about the structure of it with the different rookies? Yeah, so Court Kings has four different levels, and level one is the most common, and level four is the least common and therefore the most valuable. So they become increasingly rare as you go up the levels, and they go, become increasingly valuable up the levels. So we've talked about, you know, chasing the rainbow with, you know, Prism or something like that. Some people might. I, I wish we hadn't talked about it. Well, but, yeah. we did, but some people might want to chase levels on this, which is kind of a similar thing. You know, if there's a player you really like, you could try to get all of their levels. And the, the cards do look completely different. So the levels are, it's not quite like a parallel because the, the card is a completely different card, really. Yeah, and Court Kings is always going for kind of a, like a funky art kind of style it's often even has like brush strokes sort of look to it 
So it's definitely a unique card set that, that I enjoy for sure. I don't really like the level one for 2019. It's hard because these don't look at all the same year to year. So right. it's hard to really compare anything. I mean, we can talk about the structure of it, but unless we're talking 2019, it doesn't necessarily relate to another year. But I don't love the 2019 level one. It's kind of just a headshot with lots of purples and blues in the background. I really like the level two. What do you think of that one? The Yeah, the level two is nice. The same photo. One of them's black and white. The other one's... Uh, almost looks like a painting. Yeah, and, and kind of got of, like a street art sort of thing in the street, background. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So the level two is nice. Cool. Level three, I think I like, but it's also kind of weird. It's the black and white. It's got this black and white background with uh, very random yeah. little pictures. I don't know. And he's popping his jersey on the picture. Now I, these oh, also have like when you change the logo of the Court Kings, um, there's some parallels that the only difference is just the color of the logo is that right yeah that's true and usually a lot of those will be serial numbered then when you have like the red one or whatever i think for me it's one of the worst sets in terms of that because it's not really you know like when you get a silver prism it's super shiny and refracting but on these if you have an orange little court kings thing is it that exciting visually relative to the other ones i don't think it is is that a siren or are they coming to get you yeah, they found out about my uh, how much I like court kings and the prism. The prism police are after me. Uh, and then the level four for being so rare, I think it's kind of boring. Actually, it's got this like green, purple, swoopy thing in the background. I I don't think it looks amazing. I think I like level two the best as far as uh, just the look of it. Now I'd rather have the level four because it's so much more valuable. But yeah, agreed. And I think usually, so I think the level four is kind of a case hit, one per case of the level four rookies. And then level one, you get like a couple of pack. Level two, you get like one every other pack. And level three is like a couple of case, something like that. So I know in the, some of the older sets, like 2015 and prior, they were serial numbered, but they're not anymore. But I would bet, I would imagine this level four, there's probably not more than a couple hundred in the world very valuable card looks like they're asking nine thousand so, for it yeah i think court kings could be a pretty good strategy for us because like like with contenders with any of these auto cards i think they're awesome but depending on the player we're talking about we can't necessarily approach them but there's some way we can get into court kings for almost any player we're talking about other than like a steph curry or something right well the, the level one is like i mean this one's even a, a psa 9 and it looks like it's sold for 65 is what they were asking so it might have been a discount from that but you know and then they're asking 9,000 for this level four so there's a huge discrepancy and for this sure. uh, this level four is not even graded yeah and uh, again the asked price might not be reasonable at right. all so we would have to look at sales which we don't have time to do right now but um yeah i like court kings i i think in terms of just visual appeal it's maybe these ones aren't necessarily there with some of the things we've talked about, but it's also got a long history, even prior to 2012. I think uh, I know Steph Curry has a rookie card of it, so it goes back to at least 2009 and maybe prior. Yeah, well, should we go on to Crown Royale? Yeah, let's do it. So Crown Royale, there's usually a base card that's all, I think it's always die cut, at least recently, and usually a, a goofy crown sort of thing. And then there's always various autographs, but the one that's considered the rookie, you know, the primary rookie autograph is the 
silhouette cards, which I always think are really cool looking. So let's look at the base card first. Yeah. So this is die cut, like you said. It's got like a crown. Got a very intense look on his face. He's holding the ball. <laughs> so it looks like maybe this is what happened right before the optic one. Someone tried to take the ball from him, and then in the optic <laughs> here he's protecting it, and then in the optic one he's pouting. I like uh, this one. This is this nice is better. Bite. This is better. Yeah, <laughs> it's running uh, horizontally, which some people don't like, but I like die cuts. So I think these are pretty cool and. For how few of them there are, like when you look at pop counts on these things, they're super low and they're hard to grade because they're die cuts. I think uh, I think Crown Royale is pretty cool. Yeah. And then the autograph. What do you think? I mean, I think those are amazing. I had to. I couldn't find the Zion, so, so I put a John Morant. I put a jaw in there, but it's always like a little picture of the player over the patch, and then with an autograph at the bottom. It's a always an RPA uh, on these silhouette cards, and I think they just have a cool format to them. And they also go back all the way to 2012. There's always been, whether in Crown Royale or in Preferred back then, there's always been a silhouette rookie card. Well, I'm trying not to let the uh, fact that the, it's a different player, it's Jaw, influence my decision here. But uh, it's definitely, at this point, this Crown Royale RPA uh, is my favorite so far. Yeah, it's a really nice looking card. Numbered in 199, and it's Jaw Morant. <laughs> Yeah, I like it. I think I I would choose a contender's optic over it, but I like it right there with that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I wouldn't say Crown Royale's my, in terms of the base, I wouldn't say Crown Royale's my favorite, but it, it's certainly not at the bottom of my list either. Okay. So we've got Donruss. Yeah. So Donruss is a paper product, um, old school look. It's I like it fine. basketball cars on a budget. Yeah. Um, and, and not in a bad way. I mean, I, I like Donruss. Yeah. I'm yeah. with you. And it looks like I was wrong. looks like the um, clearly Donruss is exactly this photo. So they, oh, okay. must, yeah. they must do clearly Donruss based on Donruss and not based on optic. Yeah, it looks that way. Um, so, so this card I'm was... I'm sure there's something we could do with parallels with Donruss. And this I, one was 10 bucks. looks like. I don't know how much it sold for, but... Yeah, Zion rookie card for ten bucks. That's that's Donruss right there. Yeah, but with how base has fallen recently, I don't know. I I'm probably not gonna be prioritizing cards like this, but I do think it's a a cool classic looking card. I do like some of those uh, parallels. I know you what you've got a hot take about the what do you call it yellow flood or some oh, yeah. goofy um, name like that. You, right, you think yeah. it's like the the best thing since sliced bread, right? I like yellow flood. Yeah, I, I just think people should pay more attention to those. I had a joke that you know they should be the the gold standard instead of a silver prism, but it, that's that's actually a joke. But I do like yellow flood a lot. Yeah. About a month ago, Camden texted me that hot take, <laughs> and he was like expecting me to argue with him, and I was like, "What's yellow flood?" Because I, I just don't <laughs> pay attention to these brands that much. But uh, Camden loves them. I do. I. You know, I would love to have the Lamelo Ball, Yellow Flood, Donruss from last year. Sure, you can <laughs> do that for your PC. That sounds good. <laughs> All right, and we've been referencing it. This one I'm going to have trouble with just because of the terrible photo, but Donruss Optic, usually cool. In this case, goofy because of Zion's photo, but it's kind of a chromium take on the base Donruss. So kind of like, in a way, like Topps Chrome back in the day where there was Tops, and then they did a chromium version of the 
of the same set. It's uh, kind of like he's giving the ball a hug and maybe gonna about to use it as a pillow. But he also looks real mopey for some reason. He, <laughs> he's sad about whoever tried to just take his ball. Uh, <laughs> Definitely has a toddler vibe to it. Yeah. I like I like Donner's Optic, okay? I like it better than Prism, less than Select of the real kind of famous cards that people like to buy and sell a lot. Yeah, this one is... Yeah, it's a PSA 9 for 60 bucks. This one. Yeah. Cool. Looks like they weren't able to sell it for that because they gave up on this listing. <laughs> so, let's see. Shall we go a let's couple do, further or should yeah, we stop here? Yeah, let's get through the E's. <laughs> okay. So, so Elite, Elite, also I think is known as Donruss Elite. It's um, another one like Black that I think is just sold on the internet. The This year's version of it's about to come out in a couple days on Panini's website. Usually serial numbered, uh, like this one's to two ninety nine. I don't know. It's okay. I don't, I'm not blown away by the look of it, but it's fine. I like this card. I probably would be more interested in it if it weren't $500, but... Uh, <laughs> It, I, I like the look of it, though. I think this price is probably egregious, but that's okay. I I wouldn't put it near the top, but it's fine. I like, you know, I'm always into the serial numbered cards. That's kind of one of my shticks is I like to know that it's scarce, and that tells you. Yeah. So I'm okay with Elite if we found one we were into, but I'm also not clamoring for it by any means. Yeah. Next up is one that really I just put on here because it exists, but there's no way we're ever going to buy it. It is Eminence, which I didn't even know there was something beyond National Treasures until last year, but there is. It's a thing that I think the most any card has in the set is 10 copies. Wow. Um, this and card it's like, is amazing. <laughs> it's some absurd amount of money per pack, which has like 10 to 8, eight to 10 cards. And the one we're looking at is $25,000, number 6 of 10. Basketball uh, cards on a budget. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna do this podcast for 20 years save up the funds each year and then we're gonna buy this card this uh, card is amazing though it really is incredible this is such a cool rpa yeah no i agree but i think we can move on because there's yeah. nothing we can do i did see i was for some reason following a deandre hunter eminence one of one rookie card uh the other day and it went for like 700 bucks and i was like you know what that might not, not have been a bad deal but i was not involved yeah. <laughs> All right. Ooh, now we're to my favorite, Encased. Usually Encased has like several different versions of an autographed rookie card within the base set. That's the case here. There's three that I found of Zion. So let's look at these. The first one kind of, it, it's usually got a lot of white, kind of like a National Treasures in terms of a, a white background and then whatever else is going on. So this first one is just an autograph. Of course, an on-card autograph numbered to... This one's numbered to 15, but I think this is a parallel version. And then there's an RPA version. Numbered to 35. Which is a really sweet card. I really like this one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that one's great. We can't afford it. It's actually, it's an RPA, but it's got two patches on it. Yeah. And this one's cool numbered too. also to 35. This one's 10 grand. <laughs> and I think all of these, like... You know, when you're talking about Zion, there's and when you're talking about cards that are numbered usually to 99, you can't always find every card on eBay. So I, I think all of these cards have a 99 version, and then we're looking at parallels here because that's what I could find. But it, it's kind of like Court Kings in that it's just the script will be red or something instead of bronze. Anyway, I love Encased. We wouldn't be able to do it for things like Zion. 
one of the things with encased is I, I think one card per box is comes out of the box BGS graded. So like this last one we're looking at here, the two patch one is graded 9.5. So that, that's probably how it came out of the box actually. So that's an interesting thing. Yeah, I love encased. What do you think about the look of these cards, Cam? Oh yeah, they're really nice cards that are way too much money. But uh, if we got the right player, I could see it. You know, so a young player that hasn't really popped yet if yeah, that makes so sense, you know. I'm trying to think back on our list who that could even be. But Anthony Simons? I bet his are a lot. I'll look it up while you go on to the next. Or is this the end of what yeah, we're that's doing? That's it, yeah. So. Let's see what an encased rookie of him goes for while, while yeah, I'm here. Yeah, it looks like 300 might be the cheapest. No, there's one for a lot less, but it doesn't have an auto on it. Yeah, 20, that doesn't bucks. That's just a dumb memorabilia card. But yeah, 300 or best offer. So still substantial, but for the scarcity it's uh something to think about for sure well yeah. i think we'll pick it up with flawless next week in terms of other things we could never really approach but um <laughs> i think we a takeaway from today is we like the contenders sets for more expensive but maybe possible we like court kings we like crown royale and camden likes some of the donruss things and i like clearly donruss yeah um so it'll be I just think it's really valuable to go through all the different cards, you know, and we're just using Zion as our kind of reference player right now. He's um, our muse. Can yeah, you? he's our muse. All right. Well, it sounds good, everybody. Thanks for thanks for listening, and uh, we'll go through a few more different uh, brands next time. Thank you.